Uh, so I'm Jason Compton from Left of Left Center. Uh, I produce a lot of local theater, act in a lot of uh, local theater here in Madison, Wisconsin. And with me is Annie J. And I just act in things and purposely try not to produce or direct or have any responsibility whatsoever besides showing up and being plays. <laughs> Where are you guys in Wisconsin? Madison, to, to yeah. state capital, south of, south of yeah. the state. I was there um, three years ago. I had to, we, uh, my, we hired this company out there uh, to do some Facebook ads for us. So I was in Madison for a couple of days. Really nice. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a, of a call center, uh, you know, industry here. Uh, what is the, what's the, what's the big one? CapTel, which is a, a quirky little company that does uh, like transcription, like live captioning of calls for the, for the hearing impaired. It's a, it's a, it's a quirky little, uh, little service. There's a few other uh, call centers, which is where this play came from because the, the writer director, Ned O'Reilly has worked in these, uh, these call center survey jobs before and you know kind of took that into to writing this play <laughs> yeah i never i've never done any survey stuff but uh, i know all about it and i've been in the call center game for a while yeah but like when, so when i came across uh your instagram feed i'm like this is a guy who needs to know that there is such a thing as call center theater and then as we started talking we realized we've done more than one play that is, that takes place in a call center so you didn't That's know so that funny <laughs> All right, so cool. Let's do it. So, how how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? Well, I mean, I, I'd love to just you know, get your thoughts on on the world of call center theater. I know you you said uh, you know you've got your own stories, you know that you uh, you think might be worth uh, turning into a into a drama or a comedy or a, you know a, a summer blockbuster. <laughs> do you want to hear about ours, or do you have uh, you know do you have some of yours? Um, man, I mean, what's the most dramatic ninety minutes in in your career? <laughs> The most dramatic 90 minutes. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm in New Jersey right now in Garfield. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we had 100 guys on the phones here. And, but it, we started really small and it kind of just escalated so fucking fast. And, I mean, I, don't, I only have 1,500 square feet in where I am right now, right? 750 on top, 750 on the bottom. And, you know, like the, you have, you know, when you, when you rent a space, they tell you like what the maximum occupancy is, right? So, you know, like the maximum occupancy for, for this space I'm in now was like, you know, 21 total between both floors. I fucking sandwiched like 52 people. They couldn't even move. I mean, there was people on top of each other. It, it was ridiculous. And then we, we found an, a building like literally a hundred feet away same thing. We, we shoved another 60 people in there. I mean, it was complete mayhem. Um, and, you know, and we... You know, have, what was that? Did you have, like, bunk beds or something? <laughs> right. Did you have, like, I like, wish I did. I wish I did. You know, uh, f funny thing about the call center space is that when it comes to call center sales, like, so, I, I you know, I, I've never done, like, the things you're talking about, like, call center surveys and shit like that. We've always done sales, you know, where we're selling products, mostly uh, marketing services to business owners, whether it's a website or SEO to help them rank higher or, or leads or whatever. That's what we've always sold. But, you know, the, the, believe it or not, the best sales guys for call center jobs are usually guys that have a history of addiction. Okay. So, okay. 
So guys that, you know, guys that have, have, have had drug problems and, you know, have internet or rehab, um, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because these guys are street guys and they've oh, been- Oh, I, the- I know exactly why it is. It's because they lie for a living. And, <laughs> it's because no, they real. bullshit for a living. Yeah, for real, because the only way you can be a successful drug addict is to lie to your family, to lie to your friends, to steal all their stuff. It's so amazing. you can just BS all day and you have no compunction. I mean, <laughs> it's just like giddy up. This is what they were born to do. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy. They, they have like the street hustle. They have that talk. They have the bullshitter. Like you said, the BS part of them. And another thing too is that, you know, in, in, in this space, if you got the gift of gab and you could talk, you can make money your whole life. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to climb the corporate ladder. You, if you get in trouble and you get put away, you come back out, you find a call center, anybody will hire you if you could sell, and then you can make money right away. And so, you know, for us, we've always hired people. Like, we don't get people from, like, posting on Monster. Those are people looking for, like, fucking careers with benefits and 401ks. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, we get people from Craigslist, you know, the, the paid version, 35 bucks. And that's what we find are people, oh, I never do good with the ads on the real sites because they're looking for more of like, you know, a whole career path and a family and health insurance and, you know, like, so it's always been like street guys who, who do the best. And then for, for some reason, no matter what, older, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm discriminating, but older people never fucking work out ever for what the way we do our sales and we use the computer a lot because we're navigating and talking while we're you know we're dropping other business names to the business owner do you know this guy that guy and for some reason like like when i when i put an ad on craigslist and a guy calls me and i answer the phone he goes dude i got 30 years experience sales that's the worst fucking thing he can tell me (laughs) as much as you would think that that's the best thing to hear as soon as he says that i'm like this ain't gonna work (laughs) because they're old school yeah, for whatever reason, uh, in, in Dog Collar, which is the show we're working on right now, all, all the job applicants, they're younger, and none of them really have call center experience, right? We're bringing them in there. Because uh, Annie and I play Matthias and Jolyn. We're the, we're the HR directors that are hiring people at the survey place. And everybody we're bringing in, like some are like, well, I've got experience interviewing people, but I haven't worked in a call center or I, I haven't done this. So, yeah, it's a, it, it, skews, it skews not younger except for one guy who is, is coming to this uh, because he's uh, lonely. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's lonely. He's, he's, you know, he's a widower. He's like, you know, he's in his early sixties. His wife has died. He's just looking to, to be around people, you know, <laughs> rather, uh, you know, rather than just uh, sit at home and mow the lawn every day. So, uh, but yeah, you know, the motivation would probably be different in, uh, in sales than, than in surveys. Well, but also like, you know, Anthony, like you saw in the script, I mean, we're targeting these people for targeting, targeted calls. And, you know, we've got the old caller, we've got the penis caller, we've got the bitch caller, we've got all different ones. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot, it would work in sales too. You know, you would say, all right, your thing is selling things to old people, go. Your thing is selling people to, you know, people with penises or people with penises in their lives, go. So, I mean, certainly could cross over and the hiring process could be similar. Listen, there's, there's, there's call center campaigns for every kind of target market, especially for older people. Like right now, the big thing for older people is a lot of floors are opening up selling, uh, it's called DME, which is durable medical equipment, 
But in short, it's for braces, like knee braces, wrist braces for old people who have injuries. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you, you say, hey, do you, do you have a bad knee? Do you need a brace? And then they ordered a brace and then you build their insurance company. It's a whole, uh, you know, it's a whole big play right now that's blowing up all over because the insurance companies are involved. So there's, there's a campaign for every kind of target there is. Old people, young people, small penis people. I mean, there's, a, you know, selling, e, selling uh, you know, ED pills. There's, there's shit for everybody out there in the call center world. It's fucking crazy. Well, and I bet too, like, I mean, with, you know, all the market research and all the internet research that's available to you, you can really target, especially like they do in political campaigns. It's gotten so much more specific. Yep. It's not, oh, we're looking for women. It's, we're looking for women who have this many kids who've been divorced, who have this health problem. And you can get so specific depending on what you're looking to sell or what you're looking to That's a huge advertise. part of our business is, is data. I went to Las Vegas just now for a conference called LeadsCon, which I told you, Jason, I, I just came back. And that's a conference where there's a ton of boots yeah. of people selling data. You know, like if you want to sell home security installations, you want to find data of people who just bought a house in the last three months that don't have a security system. Like, you know, it's tar targeting. You can't just fucking call everybody. you got to find your targeted leads, you know? Yeah. The, the first one, the first play that we did that was call center themed was called Spirits to Enforce. And that was a, a sales setting. The setup is that we're all superheroes, but we're bad superheroes. Like, you know, we've got the power of, you know, knowing what smells good or uh, tying you know, knots. Tying knots, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm tying them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're all trying to raise money to put on a different play. And almost nobody did. Was there like one closed sale? Yeah, that the, the whole the, time. The pleaser makes, and his 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 job is pleasing people, so he, he finally gets a sale. <laughs> uh, but uh, and that's part of the problem because they were all hundreds of years old. Because the, the, you learn about halfway through the play that all of the characters are the characters from Shakespeare's play, The Tempest. So the idea is like they've survived for hundreds of years and <laughs> up as these low-rent superheroes and are now trying to raise money so that they can put on The Tempest. See, Anthony, I think you need to diversify into bringing some of these shows to your market or markets because you said you're on both coasts, right? Yeah, we have an office in Anaheim and we have a, I think this is great. I think this is great. I think it brings humor and it brings, you know, call centers in general have a bad, uh, I don't know what the fuck the word is, a bad, uh, and when somebody says call centers, they think of telemarketing, people bothering them and scams and they have a bad uh, reputation, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? When, when it's not that bad, I mean, like we sell shit and yeah, we do bother people, but we actually provide a pretty good product to help these guys make more money as far as businesses. And a lot of call centers provide good products, but along with that comes, do, does come the scams and the fucked up shit that goes on. I mean, I'm on every list there is for a reason. Like I don't get myself off the list because I like to hear what's yeah. going on, who, you know, what kind of different campaigns, what kind of scams are, are getting, are running out there. Like there's this new scam uh, going on about your Apple, about your iPhone being hacked. I, <laughs> I had a fucking guy like two weeks ago. I got an email from this guy, right? This is, this is actually fucking funny. I get an email from this guy saying, Hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I, um, we hacked into your phone. Uh, we, 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 we have your video recording of you watching porn on your <laughs> iPhone. If, if you don't send us $500 in the next 24 hours, 
we were going to release the video to your entire contact list on your phone, right? So yep. I just started fucking cracking up like, this is great. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I wonder how many people will fall for this one, right? Yeah, so, it doesn't take many for it to make money, right? Dude, a week later, uh, this kid that used to work for me, he has his own office now, and I helped him with his call center. He came in, and we're talking, and he's like, hey, dude, I got to talk to you about, you know, so-and-so. I don't want to say his name. I go, yeah, how's he been? He used to work for me, too, the guy. He goes, dude, he's, he's like, he, he fell for the scam. I go, what uh, scam? I go, what scam? He goes, he got an email about this porn thing. I go, get the fuck out of here. He goes, dude, he sent the guy $500. Then, and, and then a day later, the guy came back again and said, listen, this isn't enough. Send us more or I'm going to send a video. And the kid fell for it. And he ended up giving the guy like $2,000 through like Venmo or PayPal that he couldn't get back. Wow. So imagine how many people actually fall for shit like that. Absolutely. And well, and especially vulnerable people. I mean, yep. you know, when you look at that and you see, well, and like all those, you know, grandkids scams where they call and they say, hey, your grandkids in jail in Mexico. Oh, I don't know this one. Yeah. Oh, I never heard of that one. Oh, for sure. So somebody calls like an older person and they say, hey, your grandkid was on spring break and he got arrested and you've got to bail him out from Mexico, you know, give us this money. And there are all these grandparents who, you know, they don't follow up on it. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, Jimmy's in jail. And um, only I can help. Exactly right. Well, it was so funny because a friend of mine. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, it's great. And <laughs> like, they don't say, you know, the scammers don't say the name of your grandkid. And so they rely on people to say, oh, you mean Mikey? And they're like, yeah, Mikey, that's it. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? That probably, that's probably going on right now because fucking spring break just started. Exactly right. And a friend of mine, wow. her, her mom got a call about it and she totally believed that this kid was in jail, but she verified and called my friend and said, Hey, is your kid, you know, like in Mexico in jail? And she's like, no, he's sitting next to me. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny because she thought it was possible. You know, grandma thought it was that this kid could have found himself in jail on spring break so yeah they just and you know it's like all the law of averages if you call enough people you're gonna get enough people tricked yeah. there's this big irs scam going on right now one from it's from right from india and it's it's a it's a pre-recorded message that says that uh you know you, you just warrant out for your arrest uh you have unpaid taxes if you don't respond within the next 48 hours we're going to come arrest you press one now to clear this up if you already paid the violation you press one and it goes to some call center in india and then you know i just start fucking with them with them like with them like within, within 30 seconds they're, they're cursing at me go fuck yourself this and that and i'm like you guys I, I'm, how do you get away with this this is amazing <laughs> it boggles my mind well, I mean, and you could probably talk to this just from your time in the industry. It's it's become so much easier to set up a call center kind of anywhere, right? You basically it's don't. Super it. fucking easy because, you know, back like when I owned my, my mortgage broker shop from like 2003 to like, is this all part of the, the content, by the way? I don't want to waste your time too. No, I, I mean, we'll, we'll find good stuff in here, Anthony. Let's, let's okay. talk. All right, cool. So when I was, uh, I owned my mortgage company 2001 to 2008 and I had like 50 guys working for me. Um, back then it was like, we had fucking like two computers in the office. Everybody just had a phone and there was like a hardware system in like the, the room that was the dialer. Right. And it was like, now it's like, you know, you have a computer, you have a headset, all the dialing solutions are in the cloud. You could have work from home agents. You don't need any hardware. So like anybody, like if you want to start a call center tomorrow, 
You know what I mean? You download some software on your computer, you buy a headset from your computer, you load up the data into the cloud, and it'll just start fucking calling. It's like anybody could spin up call centers and not have to pay, go get an office and, and rent a space and get all these tel hardware telephones and servers and equipment. You don't need any of that shit no more. You could do it like right now. That's how I started again when I was, because uh, I went bankrupt back then. I had a bad run after the, mortgage, after the mortgage crisis. And when I started again, I literally had three of my buddies in my basement of my old house. And that's how we started, just right out of my basement, headsets on and just started dialing for there, made some money and then opened up an office. Yeah. So Anthony, can you talk to us about your interviewing strategy? Like when you're looking for employees, what do you... Oh man, that, that's yeah, actually that's, fun. That's what, that's what we're doing is putting these people yep. through the ringer. So tell us, tell us what you do. So that, that this is actually a good topic. So I, I call up and set up the interviews for my business partner, Kevin. And then my business partner, Kevin's the one who does them, but I'm always right here and I'm listening. And he has zero format. He follows no structure. And all he does is sell these, like he asked them for like three minutes about their history. And then he just starts selling them the dream. He doesn't even fucking talk about what's involved with the job. He doesn't even tell them what they're going to get paid. And it boggles my mind. And he'll just talk about how we're going to build a hundred million dollar company and how we used to have this and that. And this new product is going to revolutionize what we're doing for business owners and how they're going to be the beginning of this you know, growing part of the organization where they can grow and make a shitload of money and never even talks about specifics of anything sells them the dream about how they're also going to learn and learn about entrepreneurship and eventually start their own business. And then they take the job all the time and they walk out of there. They have no idea if there's benefits. They don't know what they're getting paid. They don't need, they don't even fucking ask. And I'm just like, I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, if I'm going for a job, I want to know like, what am I going to be doing? Like I, half of the time, they don't even know what time they're coming in. Then they call, oh, by, the way, by the way, what are the hours? They don't even fucking ask. It's like, it's nuts. And he does it all the time. Another thing that he does is to try to consolidate time, he'll do group interviews. So we'll try to schedule like seven interviews at the same time. And they'll come in with a group, almost like the movie Boiler Room. You ever see Boiler Room? Oh, yeah. Yeah, almost like that. Just like seven people in a room. And then he'll sell the fucking dream, the whole thing. And then, all right, guys, who wants in? Raise your hand. Raise, all right, you're all hired. Like, just like that. No resumes, no nothing. I'm like, these people must think that this is like a fucking movie. <laughs> what do, you, do people ever, like, push back against it? Do people ever say, you know, I want specifics or what are you looking for or whatever? Do they just I, you know what? I, I can't ask you that question. <laughs> you can't ask that. You know, you know what? I, I eliminate that part of it before on the, on the phone call. I make the phone calls first. I do a quick little five, 10 minute phone call and I just feel them out. I have a pretty good gut instinct, you know, and I talk to them on the phone and, you know, I, I know the kind of guys I don't want to do more. Like as soon as they start asking, you know, what's the, this is the worst thing they can do. They go, what, what, what's, what's the compensation? And I said, well, you know, you have a straight small base. It's $11 an hour. And then all your money's made on commissions, right? You get paid X percentage commission based on sales. You can make, you know, 1500 to three grand a week if you're good at sales. And they go, at 440 a week, man, that's kind of low. And you know what, it's ain't gonna work out for you. Because if you're looking for like a 50,000 salary somewhere with like a small little commission on sales, you wanna go to New York City to some corporate job, then you can do that. This is not that. I'm like, this is like, you know, we make money if we're highly invested and you make your money. We don't, you know, you have a straight base salary just to cover 
just to cover the state's labor law labor laws requirements. Be before those labor law requirements even changed, there was no salary at all. It was straight commission only. So, what are some your? You said that your business partner asked them some questions about like life events. He asked them about every, yeah. He, nope. Every nope. every interview gets like twisted into some weird fucking conversation. Like I'm just listening here. Next thing you know, that the, the employee's talking about his mother. And her mother lost. I don't even fucking know. It just it twists it twists into all these weird conversations about politics, and I don't even know how he fucking. I just sit here and just I have my headset on, but I'm like half listening to him, and I'm just like chuckling inside my. I'm like, why can't we just have a normal fucking interview process? <laughs> well, so dog collar's not that implausible, is what I'm hearing. No, you know, we've got people in there, and we're like, hey, let's talk about the fact that uh, you know you're demographics say you're going to die soon and let's talk about the you know, fact that you're old i this this doesn't sound like it's too crazy it sounds like kevin might be uh you know it's not to, uh, the, the here. it's really not man call centers are very on you know you have your your like customer service call centers like for example let's say you work for the, the cable company or direct tv and they have call centers that are very structured and they gotta say certain things that and certain hours, that's different. When it comes to like call center, like what I'm doing, like call center sales and making money over the phones and high pressure sales and you know what I mean? It's it's all like that everywhere. It's very unorthodox, you know, as long as somebody has a mouth and can talk, you give them a shot. After two or three days, they don't work out, they're out. It's like hire fast, fire fast. Yeah, it's a, it's a really uh, different kind of industry. What about like, do you start them out with a script? Yo, yeah, no, no, that's, that's like, no matter what, it's like, here's the script. And then, uh, there was a movie called, uh, don't bother me. It was a call center. Oh, movie. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Did you see it? I heard you talk about that on one of your other pod, one of your other episodes. It was pretty and funny. I thought it was hilarious, but you and your, and your buddy didn't seem to love it that much. I did. I, I liked the oh, first did? half of it. And then the second half of it, like. <laughs> Twisted into some weird fucking movie, but the first half was all about the call center. It's actually good for you guys to watch, and it's funny interview process in that movie. And then there's a big sign on the wall: STTS stands for Stick to the Script. And then uh, all over the place. Yeah, as soon as they walk in, first day, here's the script. They got to read it like a bunch of times, try to memorize it, and then like you know, most of our job that we most of the job that we do here is getting them back on the script. All the time because they start they start reading this. It's funny because a lot of times a new person will come in, make sales right away their first two days because they don't know any better but to read the script. And then like and then in like like three or four days later, they just start thinking that they could be called freestyling. They start thinking that they could freestyle, they go off the script, and then they just fuck up the whole thing. Like the script is designed to make a sale. There's there's psychological words in there purposely put in there to get the person's mindset in the yes frame of mindset to say yes, yes, yes. And eventually when you ask for the credit card because they're getting prone to say yes and in that yes saying mood, they say yes. And then these guys start fucking it all up and they start going off the script, saying all kinds of dumb shit, you know, <laughs> all the time. It's a part of this game. Yeah, well, that's that's reminding me, you know, of we've got for for the bitch caller, we try to get her interested because she's at, at first she's not sure. She's like, I don't, I'm not a bitch. I don't want to, I don't want to just talk to bitches. And we're like, yeah, but 
<laughs> you'll be able to probe and you'll be able to go off script and really just get these bitches to tell you, you know, <laughs> secrets. And she's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to do this. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> our, our playwright, who's also the director, who's also a really good friend of ours, um, he has worked in call centers forever, usually like survey type things. But he said that what he always gets rated really highly on is like the ability to kind of like get people to talk and get people to stay on the phone. But what he gets graded really low on is sticking to the script. Sticking to the and script. He gets dinged on that all the time. But yeah, so do you have like in your script, is it almost like a choose your own adventure where it's like, if the person says this, then you say this. If the person says this, then you go here. No, no, it's, it's more like, you know, if a person asks you a question, right, and, and stops you in the middle of the script, you have to just answer the question or divert the question and get back on the script. That's it. That's how you, I think you have to do it. So a lot of times the easiest way to do that is simple is by if the guy says, okay, let me ask you a question. If blah, 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 you go, hold on one second, sir. I just wrote down that question on my pad here. All right, I'll get to that question as soon as I finish telling what I'm telling you, okay? Okay, back to the script. And then by the end of the script, you don't, you don't even address the question. Yeah, well, yeah, and you just put up that, uh, that Wolf of Wall Street clip where you were like, oh, it's so great, he just keeps talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> you want them to talk. The biggest- so like Where, where the, you know, he, the, 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 guy, the guy says like, well, I don't know, and, and DiCaprio just, just keeps mowing through the script, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he's not, you know, he's he's, he's he's second level, but but he he keeps going with the with the pitch, and he does the whisper. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, you you talked about you know because just to go back to for dog collar, you know, it's, it's about these these surveys, you know, which range from uh, unusual to impossible. You know, we've got a guy who say we want we want you to be the dead collar, we want you to talk only to dead people. And then the others, you know, talking, you know, the, the bitch caller, the penis caller. And we talked about how easy it is to, to stand up a call center. So let's say we're, we're a potential, you know, corporate client. And we come to you, Anthony, and we say, we want you to stand up a survey call center. And we want you to get this, this weird information. What's your, what's your business plan? You know, sell, sell us that you could set, that you could stand up this, this survey call center and get us this data. Oh, that's simple. I mean, I have access to all the data you possibly need, the target market. I have access to reps. I can fill a room with 50 people right away. How much are you paying me for a survey? And I'll get you as many as you want. Okay. What do you, I mean, I know you, I know survey is not your, your business, but like, yeah, what, uh, what, what would you ask uh, for, uh, for, uh, for completed survey for something like that? For the, the bitch collar? Yeah, sure. All right. So what exactly am I, what information exactly am I trying to get? lifestyle answers like if you're looking for somebody who is specifically irritated i think you would be looking for you know the specifics of the irritation and the specifics of you know what was driving them to extreme bitchiness <laughs> so okay hold on <laughs> so i'm talking to a woman right and it could be a man we, also be a man. We, we say we <laughs> specify that you know that's that's old school thinking. Men and women can be bitches. That's so. right. You're right. Men men can be really fucking bitches, even more than women. So, all right. So uh, I'm looking to I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out why they're in a bitchy mood, right? Yeah. 
and, and, and make sure that it's genuine bitchiness, not just having a bad day, not just, you know, ah, uh, you know, you got up on the wrong side of the bed or, you know, you, your blood sugar is low. But, like, really, it's really ingrained in their personality. So, like, it, kind of like a qualified lead thing. You want to qualify that they're, they're legit, you know, day-in, day-out bitches. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what kind of data I would probably test on that first. Uh, I, I, I might... I might want to get people that are unemployed because they're all going to answer the phone during the day, right? Sure. People that are, that are employed, you know, consumers aren't going to answer the phone nearly as much. So your contact rate's going to be a lot higher to people that are unemployed. Um, and then I'd have to write a script. I have to write a script with a good opening because that's the biggest thing when it comes to scripts. You got to write something that's going to get them to continue to talk so you got to grab their attention in that first 10 to 15 seconds, right? And usually that has to come with a question, right? So you got to announce who you are. Hi, my name's Anthony. I'm calling from, you know, what's the name of the company? We never say in the play. It's okay. the name of the company. Just say we, we're, we're with Left of Left Center. That's yeah. the name of the, the, of the theater company. With, with what? What was it called? It's it's Left of Left Center. That, that's the name of the theater. Company. So my name is Anthony. I'm calling from Left of Left Center, and according to according to the according to our records on file, hmm, you got to ask a question without them hanging up on you. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably don't lead off with "Why are you such a bitch?" <laughs> according to our records on file, well, you you want to get them curious too. So it might be according to our records on file. You've been unemployed you know, for more than the last six to 12 months and on your previous job, it looks like you, you were, you were, um, you were let go because of, uh, and I, I would re refer to a bad attitude. Ooh. Okay. Right. So my name is Anthony. I'm calling from left center. Uh, I forgot what's about left center. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm our records indicate that you've been unemployed, you know, for the last 12 months. Am I speaking to Amy? Yes, this is Amy. Okay, Amy, great. According to our records, it looks like the reason why your previous job let you go is because you had a very bad uh, attitude and you, and you had bad, and then say something like curvy, you had, you had a very bad attitude at your previous job and, um, and, uh, and you were very moody. According to some employees, they even said she was always PMSing. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how they would react to that. Yeah, but if they're defensive, then they're then they're talking, right? Yeah. If they're defensive, they'll immediately start. What? Who said that? What employee? What employer said that? Well, Amy, I'm, I'm, our records don't tell us exactly what happened, yeah. but a survey was done of other employees in that that particular job you worked in, and and most of the surveys said that it was because you were a bad attitude, and a lot of the terminology used was it was like she was PMSing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, with, with this, I mean, and really what you do, you get a bunch of people in a room, you try to keep them on script. Again, yep. call center life, theater life, very similar. Very similar. You try to get them to stay on the script in the theater, right? Yeah. Yep. Although I will say, your, uh, your field, a much higher profit margin potential. Theater, not a good way to turn energy into money. <laughs> I don't think surveys either. I mean, surveys, well, survey business is like a, you know, usually that's just a straight hourly. It's, you know, you're, you're getting, as far as employees, you're really getting, you know, low, low level, you know, like when you're making sales, you got to have, you got to have some ability, you know, you got to have good way of talking, knowing how to ask for the credit card and how to, 
you know, how to ask those questions to get some yeses and keep the conversation going. When it comes to surveys, you know, you're getting like, you know, young kids just looking for a job right out of college or maybe didn't go to college. You know, those are the kind of guys you're getting when it comes to that kind of shit. Yeah. Do you do you get people? I mean, I know you said what what one of those key demographics was, which was the uh, the addiction. But like, do you look for people who have like a, a you know performance, you know, musical improv, you know, that kind of uh, uh, that you know kind what? of background? I, no, no. And that actually probably would be a good target. I did have I have somebody coming in for an interview who I talked to on Friday, and the guy's actually a stand up comedian, and I've never had somebody like that here and he had a great voice and he was funny over the phone and he's actually never sold over the phones. Yeah. He's actually never sold over the phone. So typically I, I look for guys who have experience, but I was like, you know what, man, come in. I'm like, you have a great voice and you're funny because one thing I know is that if you can make people laugh over the phone, they get comfortable with you and will trust you enough to buy what you're selling. Yeah. Huh. I would imagine you get a lot of people too who they think they want to do it because they see the potential for making some money. But then when they actually, I mean, within a day of actually doing it, they just self-select out. That it's not an example. One, th this is fucking, this happens all the time. It's so fucking strange, right? I had a girl start on, uh, what's t on, on Wednesday, okay? So Wednesday was her first day. She trained all day. Great attitude came upstairs, I'm gonna do great, she sounded great, I even heard her interview sounded great. So her job is to set appointments and then set appointments for herself with our customer and then pitch them. So on Thursday, she set appointments for herself for Friday, set herself eight appointments. Friday, she came in, um, it was like 10 o'clock, we started over the Eastern time. She was here for an hour and then she quietly grabbed her shit, put it in her purse and just <laughs> and just walked out the fucking door. <laughs> and when I tell you that, I don't know why. I would say 50% of people will actually quit, come upstairs, say, listen, you know, I'm trying this out. It's not working out, I'm sorry. Oh, no problem, shake hands. I owe you for the last two days pay. No problem, I'll take care of you and give you a check. You know, sorry about that, no problem. It doesn't, it doesn't, a lot of times it just doesn't work out. And then half the time, people, I don't know if it's a pride thing, they will just fucking sneak out the door and never return. And, and not even call to get their, like if they were here for two days training, I still gotta fucking pay them. You know what I mean? They were here, I'm gonna pay them their hourly. I, that's what you have to do. That's a labor law. And I don't, of course they should deserve to get paid. They were here, you know, they put in time here and it happened, this fucking girl just did it on Friday. She just left, never came back. I thought she was gonna be great. Yeah, um, and every once in a while, people ghost us in the theater too. Absolutely, so it's, the, the the parallels just keep keep piling up. Does that happen a lot in theater? Not a lot, but I, you know, like sometimes it will happen where somebody, you know, because we rehearse, you know, we rehearse shows usually about five weeks before we we go on, and you know, it does happen where sometimes partway through that process, somebody will will come and be like, hey, you know, um, it's not working out, or I've, I've got something else going on, or whatever. And then sometimes they just stop showing up and you're like, well, do we know where to find them? You know, have they posted on Facebook? What is going on here? You know, cause you know. And these people don't understand like, you know, like if they don't show up for a day, right? So as business owners, it's like, okay, you know, is he not coming back or is he okay? Did he get into a fucking car accident? Is he dead? Like, you know, we don't know. Like, just like, you know, and then, you know, and then sometimes what happens is, they won't show up for two days and then they'll change their mind 
right? And they'll, and they'll, they'll come in and make up a, a crazy cockamania story, right? I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I fucking lost my phone, and then my kid was stuck. I had to go get him, and then I didn't have a way to contact you. I didn't have your number because I lost my fucking phone. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, it's a big lie. And that happens all the time, but you don't even know if they're lying or not. Well, what we get sometimes, too, is that somebody will be offered a part that they think is kind of beneath them, like it's small, and they'll take it on the front end because, I mean, like with a job interview, I think when you've interviewed, there's a lot of pressure to take it if it's offered to you. Yeah. And it happens in theater, too, where somebody gets offered a part, and they're like, sure, sounds great. And then maybe like a couple days later, they think to themselves, I don't want to do this. Or like even, like Jason said, I mean, they'll even show up for rehearsal for a while. And then be like, what the heck, you know, this is, this is too small for me, or I found I would think that people in... And say, oh, I, you know, I have a conflict or whatever. Like, it's rare that they'll say, you know, upon further reflection, I'm too good for this. I gotta <laughs> go. They'd rather give you some bullshit excuse. You say that again, Anthony? It, it got so the... they, they'd rather give you some bullshit excuse than just being straight up and telling you the truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. It's funny. There is a lot of parallels. I mean, I could imagine that there's, you know, unless there's a big theater and it goes big and it goes, I don't, I don't really, listen, I don't know your business. So I don't want to sound like an idiot, but unless you're, it goes big and goes to Broadway or whatever, I could imagine that. I'm sure it's not, there's not a lot of money involved when it comes to no. stuff, right? No. Right. And they're not, like, people aren't really doing it for the money. I mean, yeah, it's more passion, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Passion. Yeah, this, you know, this, this is a small market. Like we, we, but Annie and I, uh, you know, we, we definitely work other jobs and I, yeah. we could just about count on, on the, the four hands that we have here, like the number of like professional working actors here in, in Madison. Yeah, no, I'm interested in, uh, in, in, you know, I, I definitely want to hear how this thing ends up. Um, <laughs> I do, do you guys record the, the, the play you video record it? Um, sometimes we do like sometimes for, for an archive. Uh, so we might, uh, we might be able to do that on this one, especially if there's interest in, in seeing some of the scenes, we definitely record some of the rehearsals and we might, we might be able to record a full performance. So yeah, is that something you'd be interested in, uh, you know, sharing some clips of? Yeah, I would love to. I think it's great. I think it's cool. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's just like, it's, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in call center life. So this is, this is what I do. So I, I like, hearing things like this. So I'm, I'm definitely interested. And yeah, keep me in a loop. And but if you guys need anything else from me, any kind of input, I hope I was able to give you some insight on uh, on the real dealings of call centers and how it really works. And uh, anything else you need, I'd be more than happy to help. Yeah, this was great. All uh, right. So for, for Annie and for Left of Left Center mm -hmm. and uh, for the world of, of call center theater, which is totally a thing, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for having us on. Hey, anytime, man. Thank you. Like I said, you guys, you're, you're, you're good people. Anything else you need or however I could input, I'd be more than happy to help. This is great. Thank you. Thank All you right, so much. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Thank you.